Hi, I'm Wes, and this is the Wes Wanders Travel Podcast. So this is the first episode of the Wes Wanders Podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while now, and I've finally gotten around to doing it, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the Wes Wanders Travel Podcast will mainly be about travel, obviously. Um, some of the tips and tricks I've learnt while I've been travelling, uh, some great destinations that I've been to that I want to share with you guys, and also some of the photos and my photographic journey while I've been travelling. Um, I'm also hoping to have a few guests on the show now and then, uh, talking about what travel means to them and some of the great places that they've been also. So I thought I would use this first episode to introduce myself uh, so you can learn more about me and get to get to know me for those that don't already know me. My real name is Nathan uh, and I go by the nickname Wes for a lot of the online stuff that I do. So Wes is a shortened version of my middle name which is Weston Uh, and that kind of stuck when I was in college. There was a, a few other people with the same name as me and we did some of the same classes So it was causing lots of confusion for the teachers. Uh, So they asked one of us to to change our names just on the roll. So I changed my name to Wes. And uh, all my teachers referred to me as that um, from there on. So that kind of stuck. And I've been using it ever since. So how did I get into travel? Oh, that's a bit of a long story, but I may as well start from the beginning. One of my friend's dads used to do video camera work for a national TV company. Um, And he decided to teach a bunch of us how to use a video camera. So he bought some basic production-style video cameras. And there was a few of us that all learned on that. So um, I did that for a few years um, on and off. And I really loved it. it. It was really fun, and since then I've been interested in doing videos, and I still try and make videos whenever I get the chance. Um, So a few years after that, though, after I learned how to use a a video camera, I picked up my dad's old SLR camera. looked like it was from the 70s, about to fall apart, Uh, but still worked. So I chucked some film in it back in the film days this thing was, and went out and took some photos, and they turned out not half bad. So, and I really enjoyed my my time doing it. So, from then on, I I saved up for oh, probably a few months, a year, I can't remember. And I built, bought my first DSLR. So since I bought this camera, I started running around and taking photos as much as I could. Uh, My friend had a wedding, so I did some photos there. I wasn't the photographer, but I took photos there um, and was just trying all all different things with the camera, and I was still loving it. 
but I found my real passion in photography was landscape photography. And I think the reason I liked landscape photography so much was it amazed me how God could create something so beautiful and picturesque. Um, and I just wanted to capture as much of the landscape as I could because I, I found it so amazing and so awesome. So I started going around my local area, taking landscape photos, um, photos of hills, uh, mountains, uh, big landscape shots of farms and some of the local tourist destinations around my area as well. And so after doing this for a few years, I started running out of places that I hadn't already taken photos of. And I always wanted to take more photos of different places and see new things. I was never one of these people that really had much of a passion to travel. Um, I was happy where I was. I loved or still love the city that I live in. And I just never had any desire to leave. I was, I was one of those people. Um, so after I'd photographed nearly everything, uh, I was talking to some people at my work um, and they were over from Ireland and they were working at my work. And they were telling me about all the amazing places over in Ireland. And I thought to myself, yeah, Ireland, I'd, I'd love to take some photos of Ireland. One day when they go back, I should go visit them. Um, and soon after that, they had to make plans to go back. Um, so I started seriously considering the idea of going to Ireland, taking some photos and seeing my friends. Uh, another place that I thought would be awesome to take photos at was Canada. So I'm from Australia, so big lakes and um, snowy mountains. We do have them, but they're pretty rare over here. So I was like, oh, yeah, Canada, that would be great. So I started planning a trip to Ireland and Canada um, to visit some friends. I had friends in both places and also just to take photos. Uh, and while I was in the planning stage, I figured out that buying a ticket from Australia to Ireland to Canada back to Australia would actually cost more than getting a round-the-world ticket where I could stop off at nearly as many places as I wanted, to a degree. Um, once I figured this out, I started going crazy and planned a two-month round-the-world trip. Um, I, I only planned two months because I, I hadn't travelled overseas by myself before and I didn't know if I'd like it. And there was just all these reasons why I picked two months and a lot of people think I'm a bit crazy for doing it. And in hindsight, I, maybe I was. So in those two months, I went to the following places. Let's see if I can remember them all. Singapore, Japan, Munich, Paris, Scotland, London, Ireland, New York, Canada, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Hawaii, and the South Island of New Zealand. 
So that's a, a lot of places to go in two months. Uh, so it was a bit of a whirlwind trip for me. And the first place I got to was Singapore. And I, I love Singapore. Uh, I think it was one of the first places that I traveled to overseas when I was five. Um, I'll tell you more about that later though. Um, I met up with a few friends there and we had a ball. And so from there I went on to Japan and my friends went on to Europe. So I was in Japan alone, landed in Tokyo, went to uh, Shinjuku, I think I was staying that night. And it was quite a bit of culture shock for me. I, I don't think I was actually very well prepared for what I was doing at that time. So I'd landed in this foreign country. I was ages away from home. I, I had no one to speak to. I was in the middle of a city I didn't know and hardly anybody spoke English. I also chose that first night in Japan to stay in a capsule hotel, which, again, is quite a bit of culture shock uh, for somebody who hadn't really travelled before. So that first night in Tokyo, I was, truth be told, I was actually kind of freaking out. I was thinking, what have I done? I'm, I'm trapped in this big city. I, I don't know anyone. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just want to go home. Um, so that's what I was thinking while I was walking around. I settled down a bit. I, I had a bath and um, went to bed and I was kind of okay the next day. Um, and I caught a train down to Kyoto, which is about three hours by bullet train from Tokyo. Amazing place. I, I fell in love with Kyoto. And like, the reason I wanted to go there was because it has beautiful temples and like, amazing ancient Japan, which is, which is what I wanted. So I was walking around Kyoto for most of the day taking photos, as I do. Um, and that night I went to the bar that was attached to the hostel and I met up with another solo traveller. And, you know, we got to chatting uh, and he was sharing some of the experiences that he had while he'd been travelling. He'd been solo travelling for about six months at the time, I think. Um, and then the both of us... Uh, met up with another solo traveller who'd been travelling for a while as well. And from that day, we spent the rest of the time that we all had in Kyoto together um, doing a few things. We even went to Nara together, which is it's about an hour outside of Kyoto. Uh, very ancient. They have wild deer just roaming the street. They're pretty tame, but they're still apparently wild. Um and some of the best memories I have of Japan are with those two guys in Nara, just chilling out. So it was a bit of a, I think that's where I fell in love with uh, travel mostly. I, I wasn't fully in love with it then, but I was starting to come around. I, I was liking the experiences and trying new things. Uh, which was a big step for me because I used to be very, very shy. Um, I wasn't the kind of guy that would start a conversation. I I could carry a conversation, but I wouldn't really initiate one. Um, 
So from there, I went back to Tokyo for a few days, and one of the guys actually came with me because he wanted to see Tokyo as well and hadn't been there yet. And even though we stayed at different places, um, we met up a few times and chilled out, and we had loads of fun while we were in Tokyo. Uh, But I think those first few days in Kyoto was what I needed to help me get settled into travel. Um, so from Tokyo, I went to Germany and met up with my friends that I'd, that I'd met up with in Singapore. And then I went up through the UK and by the time I was going around Scotland, I, I was in love with travel. Like I loved seeing new things and seeing vastly different landscapes. Um, and at this stage I'd only been traveling for three weeks, so I'd already been to five different countries and varying landscapes at each. So I was I was loving it and I was coming more out of my shell and chatting to people in hostels and you know, I, I felt like I could hold a conversation a lot better or even start a conversation because I'd travelled, I'd experienced new things and exciting things and people wanted to hear my story. So... Just travelling itself gave me a huge boost of confidence. So um, I kept going around with my trip, obviously, and I got back to Australia safely. Um, I had a few hiccups along the way, but it's just one of those things with travel. You just move on. It's just life. And I'm, as you probably know, I'm in in love with travel now. it's, It's part of who I am and yeah it goes so well with my photography I I have a passion for photography I love taking landscape photos and one of the things I love most is when one of my friends or somebody I know or one of my readers or now listeners hopefully ask me about a place that I've been to and I can not only tell them about my experiences there but pull out a few of the photos that I've taken and go look you've got to go here look how amazing it looks um and when that inspires other people to travel like that just means so much to me it's it's fantastic so so yeah that that's a a little bit about me um so I originally started my blog uh, Wes Wonders although it had a different name back then uh, as a way to let my friends, family, my mum and dad know not only where I was but what I was up to and you know, so they could make sure that I was safe and still well. Um, but since then it's evolved into what it is today and I show some of my photos on there and I tell some of the stories that I have and yeah, you know, some of the cool things that are out there and I travel is such a big part of my life now that even though I'm not travelling full time, I'm blogging about it all the time. Like there's there's just so much in in travel and new places and things to see that I can talk about. So yeah, I do and that's also another reason why I started this podcast. So you know. I can not only write about travel, but I can talk about travel. Um, so 
for those of you that follow my blog, thank you, firstly, um, but you'd also know about my Hard Rock World Tour, which is what I call it. Um, so for those of you who don't know about my Hard Rock World Tour, um, it's basically me wanting to go to every Hard Rock cafe in the world and have a shot in each of them and then keep the souvenir shot glass. Uh, it's it's a bit of a weird quest that I've got, um, and I do get a fair few questions about it, like why Hard Rock and you know what inspired you to do this. And I think the reason why I started it was because there's Hard Rock cafes everywhere in the world. Um, and I, I partially want to do my Hard Rock World Tour as a big achievement because I think there's something like 150 or more Hard Rock cafes in the world. So it'd be a massive achievement when I get to every Hard Rock Cafe in the world. And I think I use Hard Rock Cafes as an excuse to travel also. I mean, there's a Hard Rock Cafe in Paris and I could go to that one and then for the next two weeks travel to the south of France. So I I know it seems a a bit weird why I'd want to go to every Hard Rock Cafe in the world, but... Like I said, it would be a massive achievement and it gives me another reason just to travel around and visit a whole bunch of new places that I wouldn't normally visit. Another big thing I learned about my personality from travel is the fact that I really love planning a trip. Um, I'm sure you've all heard the saying, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I think that's a very true saying, especially with me, because, like I said, I I love the planning. Like The planning stage is the the start of the journey for me. Um, It's where I learn about, say, the country that I'm going to or um, some cool places to visit to take photos. Um, So take Great Wall of China, for example. Um, We've all seen a picture of the Great Wall of China and... It would be amazing to go there, and I do want to go there within the next few years. But if you just plan to go to the Great Wall of China, you're going to miss out on some very awesome things to see in China. Like, there's the Terracotta Army out at Zion. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Or the Forbidden Temple in Beijing. Um, And this is the kind of stuff that... I learn in my planning stage or, you know, I, I learn things about the country and so it's not as much of a culture shock. Um, so I did, I did a lot of planning for my first two-month round-the-world trip, but I think because I hadn't travelled before, I planned a lot differently to how I do these days. And because I'm such a planner and like I get so much enjoyment out of planning a trip as well I've I've got friends that come up to me and a few other people and ask me about a place and I'll just grab the bull by the horns and you know try and organize the best flights for them and the best accommodation see if I can get them a package deal or um, any deal like that and 
they they love it. Um, I'm I'm saving them money. I'm telling them about the cool places that they can go to, and and yeah, I just find it really really fun, and it helps me learn about other places as well. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell, and I think that's a good a time as any to wrap up the podcast for this episode. So the Wes Wanders Travel Podcast will be a fortnightly podcast, and in upcoming episodes I'll be talking about uh, more travel stuff and travel-related stuff. Uh, If I see any good deals or cheap flights, I'll be letting you know about those, Uh, or if anything big is happening with travel, I'll be talking on that. Um, I will hopefully be having some guests on the show in upcoming episodes so we can chat about travel as well. And I'll be talking about some of the destinations that I've been to. So some of the places that I love, some of the places that I didn't like so much. So I'll be chatting about those as well. And also, if you would like to send in any questions, I will also answer those on the podcast. So if you would like to send questions or any feedback or anything like that, you can shoot an email to podcast at com. So that's podcast at com. You can also follow me on Twitter at WezWEZ7, as in the number seven. So Wes7 is my Twitter handle. Shoot me a, a tweet on that and I will get back to you. You can also head over to my blog, uh, weswanders.com. Uh, usually I would put show notes in the podcast link, but seeing as I was just talking about myself this episode, uh, you can just hit weswanders.com and learn more about me anyway if you really want to. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Please subscribe to get further episodes when they come out. And until next time, happy traveling.